Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Becoming Beauvoir, a captivating biography that unveils the life of the groundbreaking French philosopher, writer, and feminist, Simone de Beauvoir. Crafted in 2019 by Kate Kirkpatrick, a respected lecturer in religion, philosophy, and culture at King's College London, the book draws from a wealth of previously unpublished letters and diaries. Through these intimate accounts, Kirkpatrick skillfully narrates the evolution of de Beauvoir, tracing her journey from a young intellectual to a towering figure in existentialism and feminism. Becoming Beauvoir is not just a biography. It's an insightful exploration into the making of an icon, detailing the personal challenges and societal hurdles de Beauvoir overcame to forge her path. The author, with notable contributions to the field, including works on Jean-Paul Sartre, brings a deep understanding of existentialist philosophy and feminist thought to this compelling narrative. This episode is a must-listen. For anyone keen on feminism and gender studies, budding existentialists, and philosophy students. With Kirkpatrick's adept storytelling, Becoming Beauvoir serves as a rich, enlightening read that inspires as much as it informs, inviting readers to ponder over the complexities of intellectual growth, identity, and the enduring impact of Simone de Beauvoir's legacy. Join us as we explore the life and lessons of one of the most influential thinkers of the 20th century, laying bare the process of becoming oneself against the odds. Becoming Beauvoir, A Life. Introduction. Discover the original voice of Simone de Beauvoir. Imagine standing in the shadow of a giant, forever seen as an appendage rather than a force of your own. For too long, that was the fate of Simone de Beauvoir, a philosopher whose work has danced on the edges of conversations dominated by her lifelong partner, Jean-Paul Sartre. But the narrative surrounding Beauvoir's intellectual legacy is ripe for a revolution. More than just Sartre's counterpart, Beauvoir was a brilliant, independent thinker whose ideas have left an indelible mark on the world. Let's embark on a journey to uncover the true Simone de Beauvoir, the woman behind The Second Sex, a book that not only challenged societal norms in 1949, but also ignited the spark of second-wave feminism. Simone de Beauvoir didn't just live in the shadow of Jean-Paul Sartre. She thrived alongside him, creating a body of work that was as original and impactful as that of any of her contemporaries, including Sartre himself. However, the journey to acknowledging Beauvoir's singular contributions has been fraught with obstacles, many of which stem from the all-too-common inclination to minimize the accomplishments of intellectual women. It's time to unravel these misconceptions and explore how Beauvoir's unique perspectives and ideas came to be. In our exploration, we'll delve into the myriad ways religion influenced Beauvoir's worldview, shaping her thoughts on freedom, existentialism, and the feminine condition. We'll discover the childhood novel that captured her imagination and set her on a path toward questioning societal norms. And we'll address a more personal aspect of Beauvoir's life, her initial impressions of Sartre, whom she considered extremely unattractive at first glance. Our journey through Beauvoir's life and work will reveal a woman 
whose intellectual rigor and passion for justice were as formidable as those of any philosopher of her time. By examining the roots of her ideas and acknowledging the distinctions between her thoughts and those of Sartre, we'll not only pay homage to Beauvoir's legacy, but also gain a deeper appreciation for her role as an architect of modern feminism. Join us as we transcend the misconceptions and celebrate Simone de Beauvoir not as Sartre's partner, but as a pioneering thinker in her own right. Part 1. The Untold Story of Simone de Beauvoir's Brilliance Picture a scene straight out of mid-20th century Paris. Simone de Beauvoir, effortlessly stylish, pens in hand, surrounded by the ambience of a Montparnasse café. Jean-Paul Sartre, the famed existentialist, is by her side, their partnership emblematic of an era. This iconic image, however, only scratches the surface of Beauvoir's depth and wrongly suggests she played second fiddle in their intellectual duet, a narrative that has done her a great disservice. Here's the truth we've been missing. Simone de Beauvoir has been misrepresented all her life. Diving deeper into her life challenges the age-old portrayal of Beauvoir as merely the lesser half of a philosophical power couple. The societal norms of her era struggled to accommodate a woman whose intellect and independence burned brightly, leading to a skewed interpretation of her legacy. Critical examination, bolstered by newly unearthed personal journals and letters, paints a radically different picture of Beauvoir's intellectual journey and personal life. Beauvoir's contributions to existential thought were groundbreaking long before Sartre's being and nothingness took the intellectual world by storm. In 1943, Beauvoir was already exploring foundational concepts in her own journals, the ideas of being for myself versus being for others. Pivotal in existential philosophy were topics she had mulled over in depth, suggesting her influence on Sartre's thinking may have been understated. Moreover, Her correspondence reveals a woman whose emotional world was far richer and more complex than her public persona suggested. Her relationship with Sartre, while intellectually symbiotic, was not the sum total of her emotional life. Her affectionate letters to other men, particularly filmmaker Claude Lanzmann, highlight a side of Beauvoir that was misunderstood by many during her life and long after. Despite these revelations, Societal biases continued to cast a shadow over Beauvoir's intellectual stature. In France, she was derogatorily dubbed Notre Dame de Sartre, reducing her to a mere adjunct of Sartre. Even more reductive, the New Yorker labeled her the prettiest existentialist you ever saw, focusing on her appearance rather than her profound contributions to philosophy. The misrepresentation of Simone de Beauvoir is a testament to the challenges she faced as a woman of formidable intelligence and fierce independence in a time when such traits were unwelcome. It's high time we recognize and celebrate Beauvoir for the pioneering thinker she truly was, beyond the shadows and misconceptions that have long obscured her legacy. Part 2. Early Influences on Simone de Beauvoir's Philosophical Journey In the heart of Paris in 1908, Simone de Beauvoir opened her eyes to a world that would be incessantly explored and questioned through her future works. Born into the comforts of an upper-middle-class family, 
Her early environment was rich with intellectual and spiritual contradictions that would later sow the seeds of her groundbreaking philosophy. The essence of Beauvoir's philosophy can be traced back to her childhood experiences, a period where curiosity and innate intelligence set her on a path to becoming a formidable thinker. At the core of Beauvoir's formative years was the stark contrast in her parents' beliefs. With a devoutly Catholic mother and an atheistic father, Beauvoir was exposed to the concept of difference and debate from an early age. This juxtaposition of faith and skepticism in her family created a fertile ground for her to develop a keen sense of inquiry and intellectual rigor. She later reflected on how this environment catalyzed her evolution into an intellectual, acknowledging the vital role these varied influences played. Despite leaning towards her father's atheistic views in her adolescence, Beauvoir's early immersion in Christianity imparted her with a profound sense of egalitarianism. The principle that all beings are equal in the eyes of God deeply resonated with her and laid the philosophical groundwork for her later advocacy for political and social equality. Moreover, Beauvoir's early engagement with literature sparked pivotal questions that would echo through her philosophical and feminist stances. One notable example was her encounter with Louisa May Alcott's Little Women at just 11 years old. The character of Jo March, a woman who eschews traditional roles in pursuit of knowledge and creative freedom, deeply influenced Beauvoir's thoughts on women's autonomy and intellectual aspirations. This early exposure to the idea of a world where women could break free from societal constraints to pursue their dreams led Beauvoir to wrestle with notions of love, equality, and partnership. She envisioned a model of love-friendship, where relationships would be grounded in intellectual and emotional parity rather than traditional gender roles. Simone de Beauvoir's journey into philosophy and feminism didn't abruptly begin in adulthood. It was a continuum that started from her childhood. Her upbringing, marked by contrasting religious views, exposure to literature that challenged societal norms, and an early embrace of egalitarian principles, were the precursors to her revolutionary ideas. They shaped her into the towering figure in philosophy and feminism that remains influential to this day. Part 3. From Faith to Philosophy The Transformation of Beauvoir's Worldview Simone de Beauvoir's childhood was steeped in the serenity of early mornings at her family's country estate, where the beauty of dawn seemed to affirm the existence of a divine creator. This profound connection to nature and God marked her early years, where attending Mass thrice a week and aspirations of sainthood defined her existence. Yet, the transition from childhood into adolescence brought with it a tide of questions and doubts that would profoundly reshape her understanding of the world and herself. Beauvoir's relationship with faith undeniably forged her philosophy, leading her to wrestle with the inconsistencies and injustices she observed within the religious frameworks that surrounded her. At the heart of her disillusionment was the glaring hypocrisy within the constructs of gender and morality upheld by society and, by extension, her faith. The stark contrast between her father's libertine lifestyle and her mother's constrained existence as a virtuous caregiver highlighted the unjust double standards imposed on men and women. Such contradictions became a catalyst for Beauvoir's questioning of the divine order 
and the moral dictates of her religion. A disconcerting encounter at a Saint-Sulpice bookshop only served to accelerate her doubts. The faith that had once offered her solace and a sense of purpose now seemed insufficient to explain or justify the complexities and flaws of human behavior. This led Beauvoir to entertain the notion of a godless universe, a radical shift that laid the groundwork for her exploration of existentialist ideas. Beauvoir began to ponder the premise that if there were no celestial guide to dictate the purpose and direction of one's life, then individuals must chart their own course through their actions and decisions. She embraced the idea that the act is the affirmation of ourselves, a principle that would later become central to existentialist philosophy, often credited to her partner, Jean-Paul Sartre. Yet it was Beauvoir who first articulated these notions, emphasizing the human ability to define oneself through choice and action rather than divine predetermination. Despite her departure from organized religion and the embrace of atheism, the spiritual fervor of her youth did not disappear. It transmuted into a philosophical calling that Beauvoir likened to that of a prophet. She felt a profound inner conviction that she had a message of significance to share with the world, echoing the biblical story of the prophet Isaiah, who, when God sought a messenger, boldly proclaimed, Here I am, send me. Beauvoir, too, heard a resolute voice within, urging her towards her philosophical destiny with a repeated whisper, Here I am, here I am. Thus, through her spiritual disillusionment and struggle with faith, Simone de Beauvoir's philosophical inquiry took shape. Her journey from religious devotion to existential questioning reveals the complex interplay between belief, doubt, and intellectual awakening that would ultimately define her legacy as a critical thinker and feminist philosopher. Part 4. How a Visit to Lourdes Shaped Beauvoir's Philosophical Outlook Life is a tapestry of moments, some mundane, some monumental. Among these, certain experiences can pivot our worldview in unforeseen directions. For Simone de Beauvoir, such a moment occurred in the summer of 1926, propelling her toward an introspective journey that would deeply influence her philosophical musings. During that fateful summer at the tender age of 18, Beauvoir ventured to Lourdes, a revered Catholic pilgrimage site, with her aunt. Little did she know that this visit would leave an indelible mark on her thoughts. The essence of this transformative experience lay in Beauvoir's confrontation with human suffering on a scale she had never encountered before the sight of the sick and the ailing, all congregating in hope of a miraculous healing, presented Beauvoir with a reality starkly different from her own. She grappled with feelings of revulsion and guilt, recognizing a dissonance between her intellectual pursuits and the palpable agony around her. This encounter thrust her into a profound moral dilemma. Should she forsake her own desires and ambitions in an act of self-sacrifice to alleviate the suffering of others? Upon reflection, Beauvoir steered away from the notion of absolute self-denial. Instead, she resolved to strike a balance, holding firm to the belief that it was neither selfish nor shameful to pursue her own fulfillment. She aspired to lead a life that was both generous and authentic to her individuality. This resolution signified a pivotal development in her moral philosophy, 
advocating for a life led with purpose, integrity, and empathy without negating one's own existence. This introspection at Lourdes also led Beauvoir to question the very essence of morality and human interconnectedness. Could a moral framework be built upon mutual respect and the acknowledgement of each other's freedoms? She believed so. For Beauvoir, true independence did not require isolation. Rather, it demanded a conscious effort to engage with and contribute to the lives of others while nurturing one's own intellectual and emotional growth. Moreover, this episode underscored for Beauvoir the importance of integrating intellectual knowledge with the visceral realities of life. She came to view literature, not philosophy, as the ideal medium for this synthesis. Through its narrative power, literature could encapsulate both the complexities of human experience and philosophical insights, bridging the gap between abstract ideas and tangible emotions. Emboldened by her revelations at Lourdes, Beauvoir began to pen Tentative d'Existence, An Attempted Existence, a nascent literary endeavor that underscored her commitment to exploring the depths of human existence. At only 18, she made her first foray into weaving philosophy with storytelling, a practice that would define much of her illustrious career. In sum, the summer of 1926 was not just another season in Beauvoir's life, it was a crucible in which her philosophical identity was forged. The lessons gleaned from Lourdes about compassion, ethical responsibility, and the fusion of thought with experience, became cornerstones of her intellectual journey, shaping her future contributions to philosophy and literature. Part 5. The Beginnings of Beauvoir and Sartre's Intellectual Union In the corridors of higher education, amidst the rigorous pursuit of academic excellence, the paths of Simone de Beauvoir and Jean-Paul Sartre first crossed. Following her triumphant academic journey through school, Beauvoir had set her sights on the prestigious realm of philosophy at the Sorbonne, culminating in her preparation for the aggregation exam, an achievement that would secure her a teaching position. It was within this intellectually charged environment at the École Normale Supérieure that she encountered Sartre, a fellow aspirant amidst the throngs of elite students. Their initial interaction, however, was far from the legendary partnership many might imagine. Rather than a seismic event that reshaped the landscape of her personal and philosophical life, their meeting was more an instance of cautious curiosity, with no immediate recognition of the profound influence they would exert on each other's thoughts and lives. Contrary to the fabled narrative of instantaneous intellectual magnetism, their early days were marked by modest yet significant engagement. Beauvoir, at that time, had her affections entwined with Sartre's friend, René Mayu reflecting the complexity and fluidity of personal connections among the circle of aspiring philosophers. An amusing episode unfolded when Sartre, seeking her company, ended up being assigned a date with Beauvoir's sister Hélène, thanks to Simone's less-than-flattering description of Sartre's physical appearance. The departure of Mayu from the École Normale Supérieure following his failure to pass the aggregation exam opened a new chapter in Sartre and Beauvoir's acquaintance. Beauvoir discovered layers to Sartre's persona that transcended his reputation as the class clown renowned for his sharp wit. She found in him a generous spirit, willing to delve into philosophical discourse and share his insights with genuine enthusiasm. 
their relationship began to deepen, evolving from intellectual camaraderie to an intimate partnership. Beauvoir lauded Sartre as the incomparable friend of my thought. Yet even in these nascent stages, she maintained her independence, continuing to entertain affection for others, including Mahu. This period also dispels the myth of Beauvoir as merely Sartre's disciple or muse. She did not hesitate to critique his early works, offering candid assessments of his essays. Their intellectual exchanges were fertile ground for the development of ideas that would later define existentialist philosophy, ideas often mistakenly attributed solely to Sartre, but which were, in reality, co-developed or even initiated by Beauvoir. A testament to Beauvoir's intellectual prowess and her standing as Sartre's equal came when she passed the aggregation exam as the youngest person ever to do so, at age 21. Sartre, older by three years and having previously failed the exam, secured a marginally higher grade in the same year. This achievement underscored Beauvoir's formidable intellect and foreshadowed the indelible mark she would leave on philosophical thought. Their early encounters set the stage for a lifelong partnership of unmatched intellectual dialogue and exploration. It was a beginning marked not by thunderous declarations of destiny, but by the quiet, compelling draw of minds destined to challenge, inspire, and reshape each other's understanding of the world. Part 6. Navigating the Challenges of an Open Relationship, Beauvoir and Sartre's Pact In the lush summer of 1929, as Simone de Beauvoir and Jean-Paul Sartre strolled through the meadows of Beauvoir's family estate at Merignac, they were not just reveling in the beauty of nature, but forging a bond and shaping the blueprint of their relationship. As intellectuals passionately engaged in the discussion of life, literature, and philosophy, they envisioned a partnership that defied conventional ties, opting for an open relationship enriched by contingent loves. This decision, though profoundly aligned with their quest for freedom and self-realization, introduced a complexity in Beauvoir's emotional world and illuminated a darker aspect of such unconventional arrangements. Beauvoir's open relationship with Sartre was based on a shared conviction that living to one's fullest potential was paramount, a conviction that resonated deeply with Beauvoir, who was concurrently exploring love with two other individuals. Embracing the notion of loving multiple people, she saw the potential for growth and discovery within their agreed framework. However, as the boundaries of their relationship expanded to include others, notably the brilliant young student Olga Kosakiewicz, the theoretical serenity of their pact was challenged by real human emotions. Despite the intellectual agreement between Beauvoir and Sartre, jealousy and discomfort arose, casting a shadow over their ideal of freely shared affections. Sartre's infatuation with Olga and Beauvoir's reaction to it, coupled with the complexities when Olga shifted her affections elsewhere, tested the resilience and sustainability of their understanding. This phase marked a pivotal moment in their union, highlighting the delicate balance between freedom and the emotional labor required to maintain their partnership. Beauvoir recognized that relationships, even those carefully conceptually structured, demanded continuous nurturing to ward off the risk of disintegration. As the years unfolded, 
their circle of contingent loves grew to include several of Beauvoir's female students. According to Beauvoir and Sartre, these connections were formed within the ethos of mutual freedom and autonomy. Yet, this approach failed to fully acknowledge the inherent imbalance of power between a teacher and a student, eventually casting a shadow on their legacies. Critics later pointed out that, despite their intentions, Beauvoir and Sartre might not have fully considered the ethical implications of their relationships with younger, less experienced partners. In essence, Simone de Beauvoir and Jean-Paul Sartre's journey through an open relationship was both a testament to their commitment to living authentically and a case study in the complexities that arise when ideals confront human nature. Their experience underscores the nuanced challenges of navigating love outside traditional norms, lessons that remain pertinent in contemporary discussions about relationships and autonomy. Part 7. Exploring the Philosophical Rift Between Beauvoir and Sartre In the intellectual landscape of 20th century France, few partnerships were as prolific or as intriguing as that of Simone de Beauvoir and Jean-Paul Sartre. Their collaboration and mutual influence shaped the contours of existential philosophy, a realm in which they both were towering figures. However, even within this shared philosophical endeavor, there existed points of divergence that not only highlighted their individuality, but enriched the discourse itself. One significant area of disagreement emerged following the publication of Sartre's Being and Nothingness in 1943, a seminal work that crystallized his existentialist philosophy. Within the spine of this book lay concepts and assertions that sparked Beauvoir's critical reflection, ultimately inspiring her to explore and articulate her own distinct philosophical vision. At the heart of their philosophical discord was Sartre's bifurcation of human existence into two categories, facticity and transcendence. Facticity encompassed the aspects of one's existence that are given, not chosen, such as ethnicity, gender, and socioeconomic status. Transcendence, meanwhile, represented the capacity to rise above these immutable circumstances through the exercise of freedom and choice. Sartre argued that to resign oneself to one's facticity, to view these given aspects as defining the entirety of one's identity, was to live in bad faith. He posited that authentic existence required an acknowledgement of one's inherent freedom to transcend given circumstances. This perspective, encapsulated in Sartre's analysis of a waiter who over-identifies with his role, underscored the philosophical imperative of self-determination. Beauvoir, however, identified a critical oversight in Sartre's framework, the element of power, or rather, the lack thereof. She questioned the applicability of Sartre's notions of freedom and transcendence in contexts where external oppression severely limited an individual's agency. Her queries were incisive. How could a woman confined to a harem exercise true freedom? Could individuals persecuted for their racial or religious identities simply transcend their circumstances? Her critiques of Sartre's model led Beauvoir to develop her own nuanced understanding of existential freedom, 
one that was acutely aware of the contextual limitations imposed by society and history. Through works such as Pyrrhus and Cineas and The Ethics of Ambiguity, Beauvoir elaborated on the complexities of freedom, facticity and power, proposing a model of existentialism that recognized the intricate interplay between individual agency and structural constraints. This philosophical divergence between Beauvoir and Sartre did not denote a rift in their partnership, but rather illustrated the depth and breadth of existential thought. Beauvoir's challenge to Sartre's notions of freedom and transcendence did not just offer a critique, it expanded the existentialist discourse, incorporating a critical analysis of power dynamics and the conditions under which genuine freedom might be realized. Through this philosophical dialogue, both direct and indirect, Simone de Beauvoir and Jean-Paul Sartre enriched the fabric of existential philosophy, demonstrating that intellectual collaboration thrives not merely in agreement, but in the constructive tension of divergent viewpoints. Beauvoir's contributions, in particular, underscored the importance of considering the real-world implications of philosophical ideals, ensuring that existentialism remained deeply connected to the lived experiences of individuals navigating a complex and often unjust world. Part 8. Beauvoir's Ethical Compass in Philosophical Inquiry As the tapestry of existential philosophy was woven in the mid-20th century, Simone de Beauvoir embarked on a path that diverged from Jean-Paul Sartre's, particularly in the realm of ethics. Her profound contemplation on the ethical life and the responsibilities that come with freedom marked a significant departure from Sartre's existentialist nucleus, forming the bedrock of her philosophical legacy. The crux of this divergence lay in their conceptualization of freedom and its application within the bounds of ethical living. While Sartre's magnum opus, being and nothingness, broached the subject of ethics, it left an open field rather than a cultivated garden. Sartre eloquently dissected the concept of freedom, yet he grappled with the practical implications of living freely in a world populated with others. Enter Beauvoir, who not only grasped the baton of freedom but also sprinted with it towards the arena of ethical inquiry. Through her seminal essay Pyrrhus and Cineas, she articulated a vision of ethics that underscored the significance of our actions and their reverberations in the lives of others. The essay leverages the historical anecdote of King Pyrrhus and his advisor Cineas to dismantle the notion that personal freedom and ambition are ends in themselves, devoid of broader social implications. Beauvoir challenges the existential vortex of nihilism, instead advocating for a philosophy woven deeply with the threads of relational ethics. Contrary to Sartre's infamous assertion that hell is other people, Beauvoir envisaged a richer, more nuanced tableau, a world where the essence of our being intricately intersects with the lives we touch through our actions. Her philosophical odyssey led her to a fundamentally different ethos, the belief in the ethical deployment of freedom. For Beauvoir, the pursuit of freedom was inextricable from the moral landscape of our decisions. The autonomy to choose one's path carried with it the weight of considering how those choices sculpt the conditions in which others exist. It was not merely a question of achieving personal freedom, but of wielding that freedom 
with a conscientious regard for the well-being of others. Beauvoir's work illuminates the intricate dance between individual freedom and ethical responsibility, championing a vision of coexistence that elevates the collective human experience. She posits that our legacy is not measured solely by the freedom we claim for ourselves, but by how we use that freedom to influence the world around us, a world replete with diverse lives, each intertwined with our own. At its essence, Simone de Beauvoir's philosophical journey was a quest not only for freedom, but for meaning in the exercise of that freedom. Her reflections on ethics serve as a beacon for those navigating the complex interplay between personal autonomy and the ethical contours of human relationships. Through her eyes, we glimpse a world where freedom and responsibility are not adversaries, but allies in the pursuit of a life rich with purpose and interconnectedness. Final summary. For years, the narrative surrounding Simone de Beauvoir was shrouded in misrepresentations, reducing her legacy to merely an extension of Jean-Paul Sartre's shadow. This skewed perception painted Beauvoir as a secondary figure within the intellectual milieu they both navigated. However, recent revelations have shed light on the depth of Beauvoir's originality both in her philosophical endeavors and her personal life, challenging the long-standing misconceptions about her contributions and relationships. Simone de Beauvoir's journey into the realms of philosophy and feminism was deeply influenced by her early experiences. Her family dynamic, particularly the contrast between her mother's devout Catholicism and her father's atheism, initiated her into a life of questioning and exploration. These foundations, coupled with her passionate readings and reflections on religion and its societal implications, set the stage for the development of her distinctive philosophical insights. Distinct from Jean-Paul Sartre, Beauvoir pursued philosophical inquiries with a keen focus on ethics, exploring the complexities of living an ethical life amidst the freedoms and constraints of existence. While Sartre remained preoccupied with the abstract dimensions of freedom, Beauvoir ventured further, delving into the practicalities and moral imperatives of exercising that freedom within the context of human relationships and societal structures. Central to Beauvoir's philosophy was the belief that our lives are intricately linked with those around us and that our actions have profound impacts on the lives of others. This conviction led her to advocate for a conscientious use of freedom one that acknowledges and navigates the ethical responsibilities we bear towards one another. Through her writings, Beauvoir articulated a vision of existentialism that marries the pursuit of personal freedom with a deeply rooted sense of ethical obligation. In contrast to the image of a philosopher overshadowed by her partner, Simone de Beauvoir emerges as a formidable thinker in her own right whose contributions to philosophy extend far beyond her association with Sartre. Her exploration of ethics, agency, and the relational nature of human existence offers a rich and nuanced perspective on the challenges and possibilities of living authentically and ethically in a complex world. As we re-examine Simone de Beauvoir's legacy, it becomes clear that her intellectual prowess and ethical inquiries have left an indelible mark on the landscape of 20th century philosophy. No longer confined to the margins of Sartre's influence, Beauvoir stands as a pioneering figure 
whose thoughts and writings continue to inspire and challenge us to envision a more just, equitable, and thoughtful way of relating to ourselves and each other. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.